Ladies and gentlemen, your conference call is about to begin. Here's your moderator, Ms. Marilyn Stern. Thank you, Ellen. Welcome, everyone. I'm Marilyn Stern, Communications Coordinator for the Middle East Forum. Our topic today is the Knesset Israel Victory Caucus, a project initiated by Dr. Daniel Pipes, President of the Forum, to advance a solution for surmounting Palestinian rejectionism of the Jewish right to statehood. In efforts to promote Palestinian-Israeli peace, the Forum will be hosting a delegation from the Israeli Knesset to forward the Israel Victory Project. It will be held in tandem with a similar caucus in the U.S. Congress with events scheduled to be held through the week of November 13th in New York City and Washington, D.C. In anticipation of November's events, we're honored to welcome today's guest speaker, KIVC's co-chairman, Israeli Minister of Knesset, Oded Forer, who will be addressing us from Jerusalem. MK4 is an attorney who served in the Israeli Navy in a number of command positions. He joined the Israel Beitenu, <coughs> pardon, the Israel Beitenu party in 2011, was appointed Director General of the Ministry of Immigration and Absorption in 2013, and elected to the Knesset in 2015. We'll get started now. MK Forer? Hi. Hi, please uh, give us your briefing. We look forward to it. Yes, uh, first of all, I would like to uh, begin by thanking the Middle East Forum and uh, Professor Daniel Pipes in particular for the vision and the support for this project of uh, project of Victory and uh, Victory Caucus that uh, I'm chairing in Israel. I believe uh, that we are at an important moment in Israel's history and um, as we enter the 25th year since the Oslo Agreement, it is clear that the peace process, uh, as some people call it, has failed um, eventually. It has become obvious that uh, we need to rethink about how to end the conflict. And, um, and my ideology, as a follower of Vladimir Jabotinsky and his Iron Wall doctrine and the Israel Victory Project go hand in hand. Uh, this do doctrine, the Vladimir Jabotinsky Iron Wall doctrine, started that so long as the Arabs have even a sliver of hope regarding to the outcome of the Israeli-Arab conflict, the conflict will not end. Peace will only be achievable, Jabotinsky argued, once the iron wall of Israeli military superior superiority is completely solid. Even so, in the years following the Yom Kippur War, uh, the fundamental ideas of the iron wall doctrine have steadily faded from Israeli political discussion, and um, the first crack, I think, in the Iron Wall formed the moment that the Oslo Accords were signed. The Israeli government imported to Israel a group of certified terrorists in the hope that they would become converted to our way of thinking. To the Arabs, the Oslo Accords represented uh, a bright new hope, the first stage in the multi-step plan to achieve the dream of driving us out of the country. It first divided, um, as first devised in the 1974 PLO-phased plan. Yasser Arafat's successor, Mahmoud Abbas, Abu Mazen as we call him, continues on the same path, securing whatever concessions possible from Israel through negotiation, while using violence to achieve the rest of his goals. Abbas has proven once again that the basis for the conflict is not, nor has it ever been, about land, borders, or settlements, 
It is about Arab rejectionism of the legitimate right of the Jewish people to sovereignty in their ancestral, um, historic, and, uh, and uh, of course, our uh, ancient homeland. Um, in 2014, Abbas explained as much in Cairo as it, uh, in our language meeting, stating that he would never recognize Israel as a Jewish state, meaning that he would continue to work towards a Palestinian state encompassing as much ter- territory as possible, while at the same time working towards turning Israel into a second Palestinian state. Thus, the conflict will never uh, end until the Arabs have given up the goal of destroying Israel and recognize that the state of Israel is the, a Jewish and a democratic state, and this is the homeland of the Jewish people. He must say this uh, not in Hebrew or in English for our real. It, it's very important that he will say it in Arabic, so it will be clearly understood by Palestinians and there are other Arabs that the conflict has ended and they have been defeated. When they will say that, we can negotiate about achieving uh, a peace agreement. Uh, I think that we can see uh, in other conflicts around the world that the same path of uh, solving conflicts uh, is the right path. Uh, Just the last conflict that we heard that has ended in uh, Colombia, uh, when uh, the Colombian government signed a peace agreement with uh, the FARC, the underground in Colombia, uh, the FARC uh, only came to negotiate after they actually put up the, a white flag and said, okay, we can't fight anymore against the government. And then the government said to negotiate with them, and then they achieved um, an agreement that, of course, uh, President uh, Santos, the Colombian president, got his uh, uh, Nobel Prize. Uh, our caucus want to promote uh, this idea and this thinking and to come back towards like uh, victory and defeating our enemy from the understanding that when only when they will understand only when they understand that they have lost the war against us and they can never uh, take us out of Israel and that Israel is the land of the Jewish people no matter what kind of borders Israel is going to have then uh, only then we will have peace Thank you, MK4. Uh, I would like to announce that our QA session is going to be abbreviated today because of MK4's Knesset commitments, but we will continue with our QA and hope that he will be available to us as long as he is able to. Um, I'll hand it off to Ellen now to give you the instructions for calling in for the QA session. Thank you. The The question and answer period will now begin, and we invite your participation. Please note that when there are no questions in the queue, the moderator will ask a question. To join the question and answer session queue, just press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you wish to identify yourself when your line has been unmuted, please do so. Please remember that if you have your phone on mute, take it off mute when you are selected to ask your question. So once again, to join the question and answer session queue, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. And we'll take our first question now. Please go ahead. This is Larry Gould calling. I appreciate your brief description 
of the state of affairs. My question is as follows. Does the state of Israel have any more confidence in United States policy with Trump as president compared with the prior president concerning uh, satisfying Israel's needs rather than appeasing its Arab enemies? Thank you. Can, can I answer already? Yes. Okay. I, first of all, uh, thank you for your question. Uh, of course, I have to say um, that Israel uh, is feeling all um, different uh, winds blowing from United States since uh, Trump uh, is uh, elected as the president. Uh, I think that his visit to Israel and the fact that one of his first visited uh, abroad war to uh, Israel was a very important one especially the fact that he went as a president to the Wailing Wall, to the Western Wall, as, as, as uh, uh, he known, and um, the, the commitment that he has uh, for the security of Israel and the fact that he says it all the time. I think that actually a policy as the administration in the United States now is promoting that uh, supporting without condition in the security of Israel, this is the policy that, uh, clo- that makes us closer to the peace, because just as uh, we say in our caucus, and just as the idea that I uh, talked about before, only when the Arabs will understand that they have no chance to uh, take us out of here, then uh, they will come and sit and make peace with us. And I think that the fact that the United States is so committed now, uh, as it has been before, but now um, it's committed also with the uh, atmosphere that we feel from United States to the security of Israel and uh, uh, to the fact that Israel is the land of the Jewish people and the homeland of the Jewish people. Uh, that fact um, um, makes the Arabs recognize that they should come to a peace agreement because um, if they want, uh, they might be in a bad, bad situation. Uh, so I think that eventually um, we feel better uh, in the Last year, I think, uh, that we get an unconditional support from the United States. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And we'll take our next question now. Go ahead, please. I'm David Levinson, and I have a couple of questions. Uh, When you say the Arabs, are you referring just to the Palestinians on the West Bank? or to the entire Arab world. If the Palestinians on the just on the West Bank, okay, it's possible. But how can you convince the entire Arab world to make peace when they will never be uh, convinced that they never can defeat Israel? First of all, um, we need to see a difference between, uh, of course, the Palestinian leadership in, 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 the, in Judea and Samaria and uh, the rest of the Arab world. And also the Arab world in our days is different than the Arab world um, uh, 10 or 20 years ago. We definitely feel different uh, uh, atmosphere coming from Saudi Arabia, from Egypt. Um, and we understand uh, their problems inside their countries, 
and that's why they can't come to any agreement with us uh, without also um, talk at least talk about the the, the Palestinians. But um, our history shows that uh, eventually President uh, Anwar Sadat uh, decided to come to, ne- to a peace process with Israel and to recognize Israel when he understood that he can't win in any war. He tried, they tried it in 1967, he tried it later in 1973 in the Yom Kippur War, and uh, he lost. And when he recognized the fact, though he, he's... Uh, uh, celebrating his winning, he understood that he can't destroy Israel, then he went to the path of peace. Um, I think that uh, uh, we feel a different uh, atmosphere now from some Arab states that understood that they can destroy us. I, I, I believe that uh, Saudi Arabia um, understand now that they can destroy us, but there is, of course, the um, uh, extremists that uh, still want to destroy us, like Iran, like Syria, and they um, put in danger also other Arab countries. I think that Iran is put in, in danger in our days, also Saudi Arabia. So um, the Middle East is a bit different than we knew it uh, before. Of course, when I'm referring to, to recognize Israel as a Jewish democratic state, as the land of the Jewish people, I'm talking about the Palestinians uh, or the Palestinian leadership that need to uh, withdraw from all their uh, uh, dreams to destroy uh, Israel or to make Israel uh, um, a state which is not a Jewish state. Because they say all the time uh, that they want the two-state solution, but they don't say that they want two states for two people. They don't say, okay, I want a, the... They don't say that they want a Palestinian state for the Palestinian people, if there is one, and a Jewish state uh, named Israel for the Jewish people. They say they want two states, one for the Palestinians, and the other one is also for the Palestinians. So I think that the main uh, issue now is the recognition of the Palestinians, that they can't win, and that the dream to uh, make Israel as a Jewish state disappear uh, is a dream uh, that will never come true. Uh, When they recognize that, I think that uh, the other Arab world will follow them, and uh, it will be very easier for them to make peace with us. Will Iran follow them? Excuse me? Will Iran follow them? I don't know if Iran will follow them, but I think that it will show Iran that their uh, urge to, to destroy Israel has lost many points because now they use some Palestinian organizations as their front-line army, just as they try to do with Hamas uh, in the Gaza Strip or uh, in other places around us. I don't, I'm not sure that they will follow them, but definitely it will make the idea of uh, um, when there will be, if, if there ever will be a, a peace like we talk about, um, then uh, we will be stronger against Iran. Right now, the fact that Iran gets support from some countries around the world that uh, help them or uh, negotiate with them or actually trade with them uh, helps Iran to finance uh, organizations and movements that uh, still want to destroy Israel, and they try those movements to, to work actually in Judea and Samaria in the, in the Gaza Strip, um, I don't know if they will follow them, but definitely it will make a different Middle East. 
Thank you for your questions. <clears throat> we'll take our next caller now. Go ahead with your question, please. Yes, this is Judith Davies. Am I on? Yes, yes, you are. Go I ahead, please. Okay, good. Um, great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Um, from what I'm looking and reading the past several years, it looks to me like if you could get some sort of agreement with the people in the West Bank, um, that that might be the best place to start. But, you know, I'm just a novice here. Rather than worrying about what's going on in the Gaza, because they're going to still keep doing the tunnel thing, and whether or not worrying about Iran because they're a threat to the whole world. But my question is, if the embassy were actually moved to Jerusalem, do you think that that would be more of an incentive for um, Israel to get a little bit tougher um, on um, Abbas, for example, to say, hey, you know, we're definitely here, we're not moving, or is that a moot point? Does that really make a difference? And that's my question. Thank you for your question. First of all, uh, I think that uh, if, when the United States uh, moves her embassy to, to Jerusalem, it will show the, all our world that um, the, the, the support is unconditional. Of course, as, as I said before, that now they feel that we have a stronger support from the United States. Of course, it will show a stronger support than, than, than they feel uh, right now. And it will make another pressure on the Palestinians and, of course, on the other Arab world to understand Israel is here for, to stay. Uh, unfortunately, when the Palestinians succeed in some international tribunals uh, like UNESCO or others, and when they succeed uh, in uh, putting fear into other countries that decide not to move their embassy to Jerusalem because they're afraid of what the reaction of the Palestinians will be, uh, then they feel that they have the power to continue and fight against Israel. And actually, uh, that's uh, uh, one of the steps that um, makes us farther away from, the, from peace. Um, we need to change the thinking. We need to change the thinking in Europe, and we need to change the thinking in other countries. Uh, so they will start act as Israel is uh, um, a Jewish state that they can't destroy and that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel and when they feel, when the Palestinians will feel that this is um, uh, how Europe is dealing with Israel, they will understand that they have no choice but to go and negotiate with Israel in order to come to a priest process. Uh, Israel has shown already that uh, uh, some uh, state or some country comes to negotiate with her with clean hands in order to live, save life beside Israel and not to try to destroy Israel as a Jewish state, then Israel is willing to do very hard and very difficult uh, steps as we did when we withdraw from the Sinai Desert in order to gain peace with uh, Egypt. Uh, but now, unfortunately, I think that um, the Palestinian leadership feels that they have uh, very big support in uh, Europe and in some international tribunals. So they have no, um, uh, they have nothing that will uh, push them to negotiate with Israel. 
and to uh, recognize Israel as a Jewish state because they feel that they can uh, gain many achievements uh, without giving anything. And then when they, after they will gain all those achievements, then they will come back to violence, and again they will have new achievements. And that's their way, uh, as we said, uh, uh, to, uh, to destroy Israel. Thank you for your question. And we'll take our next question now. Go ahead. Hi, Marilyn. It's Judy Hershon. Um, I wonder if you want to comment on a couple of things, one being the tunnel that was just um, discovered that Israel destroyed. And given that the PA is joined with Hamas, what are, going to, what are the ramifications? And what, why don't they send the bill to, to the UN? What, what do you think will be the ramifications of this this latest and also if you would comment on the 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 uh the judo event that the israelis won and they wouldn't show the flag and they wouldn't show the anthem but they're apologizing what what, what's going on there what is is it is it a positive thing that they're um next year things will be different or is it not a positive thing is it a weakness that that israel competed um, without showing the flag, etc. Uh, I would like to reflect to what the free world is reacting to what happened uh, in the judo contest. Because um, the fact that Israel has taken part in this context, and of course the fact that we won this context, uh, just shows uh, um, how bad the situation in some Arab states uh, the, the, when they don't agree to recognize Israel. But the fact that uh, the judo organization, the international judo organization, agreed to uh, that there will be uh, such a contest when uh, an organization, a sport organization, don't, uh, uh, didn't agree that one state will show her flag, uh, that's, I think, uh, show weakness to the Arab countries and uh, that's a very, very bad uh, um, uh, news for us and I think for the free world. As I said before, I would expect uh, our colleagues in the international community to say to uh, the host of this contest, to say you can't host a contest if you are not recognizing one of the states that is a part uh, of the UN uh, and again, as I said before, until the free world won't uh, act like that, they will just continue uh, and uh, try to ignore the existence of Israel or to destroy Israel. Thank you. And, and about the tunnels? I mean, I, 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 I'm not quite I, sure I that I... I didn't hear the, the question about the oh, tunnels. Well, no, about the Judah. I mean, they, they seem to be some apologizing, and there seem to be some... There were photos taken with them, and it, do, you, do you give any um, positive... I don't, no. I, I don't want... I, I, I didn't understand exactly the question, but... No, with the judo issue, with the... Oh, with the judo issue. I don't want any apologizing. I just want 
a contest like right. there is in right. any other country so that I can you don't think my um, flag into singing my, uh, my, my song. Of yeah. Course. So about the, my, the beginning of my question is about the tunnels, uh, the latest discovered tunnel and the idea of blowing uh, it up. Of course, it's, it's, it's nothing new. And we, knew, we, we know what the Hamas wants to do and what the, the, what happens in the Gaza Strip. But uh, as we said before, if someone will try to enter Israel illegally, whether it is on the ground or under the ground, uh, we will uh, uh, deal with it, and we will deal with it hard. I think that this is an important message to all our enemies. And actually, as I said before, this is the message that uh, um, that can make peace, because then they understand that they have no chance. We won't but, give up. But given the PA, um, you know, for now, they're united with Hamas. I mean, how does that... What's the ramification with the PA for, for discovering this latest tunnel? Is there any, or is it... Uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, um, what it reflects about the, the agreement because the agreement, first of all, is not uh, actually. Um, we didn't see it yet uh, on the ground. But I think, as I said before, the PA uses uh, a different terror than Hamas. It tries to use uh, terror in the international community, but he mm -hmm. pays also, as Mahmoud Abbas pays for terrorists that sits in in, in jail. It's uh, it's uh, the same. Uh, I would expect those uh, issues, if, if someone wants to sit and negotiate with us, he needs to leave all violence activity as uh, we saw now in the Gaza Strip. As I think it just proven uh, our point that uh, they haven't uh, gave up any uh, violence activity. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Now I, I will answer shortly on the last questions, the question because I just need to uh, go now. Thank you, MK4. We do have one last question. And uh, Ellen, could you please inform the caller how to call in? Yes. Go ahead with your question, please. Go ahead with your Hello. question. Yes, my name is Joseph Rappaport, and it's been a pleasure to hear Oded speak strongly to defend Israel along the lines of Jabotinsky. And <clears throat> I'm a uh, Faglanite, and I would like to know what uh, Oded's thinking is about annexation. Well, I, uh, um, I, I, I against uh, annexation without uh, agree of the international community and without solving a problem of what's going to happen with the Palestinians that are in these areas, because from my point of view. Uh, Israel is a, dem is a democracy, and in democracy, uh, all citizens have equal rights. So uh, if I'm going to enter into Israel, uh, one, two, three million Palestinians, and going to give them ID, then Israel is no longer uh, going to be a Jewish state. And from my point of view, I want a country, and I'm not talking about our borders again. Uh, this is something that we can negotiate on. But I want a, co a country with majority of Jews, uh, in order to keep it a Jewish democratic state. Uh, and uh, for doing that, I need to uh, give up as many uh, areas um, that, uh, that there are Palestinians that don't uh, recognize Israel as a Jewish democratic state. And uh, just as the Zionist movement uh, war before, 100 years ago, wherever there, there are Jews, it's going to be Israel. Where there, there are no um, unfortunately, even if we will say that this is Israel, 
it's not going to be uh, Israel. So my point of view is to try and to come to uh, to an agreement that will say, this is Israel, this is our borders. I don't care about what's going to be across my border. I don't care what kind of country it's going to be, whether it's going to call Palestine or other name. I only want uh, my neighbors to recognize Israel as a Jewish democratic state. And also, in order to keep Israel uh, Jewish and democratic, I need to keep Israel with a majority of Jews live in Israel. Thank you, MK4. We've come to the end of our time. It's 1.32. We're very appreciative that you gave us this extra time. I know you're on a tight schedule to put your vote in at the Knesset. Uh, And we thank our participants for calling in. Apologies to those who we were not able to get to. And this concludes our conference call. Thank you very much. I'm hanging up up now. Okay. This concludes our conference call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.